Listening to the Voice of Islam Radio. Broadcasting on DAB and via the internet 24 hours a day. Asalaamu Alaikum and peace be upon you, and welcome to this week's edition of Pathways to Peace, a show which takes an analytical look at the current issues and trends affecting us all and trying to find those much needed answers to attain political peace economic peace, social peace and uh, inner peace. My name is Nasir Sajjad and I'm in, I'm your host for today's programme and joining me in the studio is fellow Pathway to Peace presenter Asif Ashraf. For today's show we are looking at how we can engage in better ways of dialogue to achieve social and inner peace. And it seems that nowadays many people seem to be taking the easy option of withholding opinions or hiding behind the likes of social media to be more provocative. Is the art of discussing, debating and listening Perhaps the keys to building back the bridge to a more harmonious society. What can we learn from Islamic ethics that could help us in finding a way to engage in more peaceful dialogue, rather than engage in aggressive point scoring? We'll be discussing this and more in this week's episode of Pathways to Peace. So, Islamic Masif. Waalaikumsalam. Peace be with you. Thank you. And, you know, just on that point of you know, um, being able to discuss better. I just want to kind of look at maybe some of the problems that have come as of uh, as a result of not being able to discuss. Sure. You know, so, um, you know, is any, I think social media is, is a, maybe a place to start. I'd probably go a little bit back further in some respects. I know we can talk about social media as, as a starting point. I think one of the kind of challenges has been sometimes more prevalent is the political discourse that we've had in this in this country and other countries mm-hmm. in the world as well, where we've seen this idea of, you know, I mean, politics has always been a dividing issue. I mean, it's, it's there, but it becomes a little bit more relevant and prevalent is when, you know, you can have scenarios where I think Trump, for example, had once said, you know, early in his campaign, when he had said something along the lines of, I could shoot uh, somebody in the middle of the, one of the big streets. You're right, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, nothing would happen or my, my people would still vote for me and like me, whatever, and support me. Mm-hmm. So words to that effect. He had yeah. said something along those lines. And th- that, I think, is a statement took many people by surprise. And it's surprising in many ways because you expect that you will have a group of people who follow. And I know use the word follow is a very interesting word or support, for example, mm-hmm. a particular political candidate or such and still will not change when you what you would assume to be a a a very harsh um, situation and they will still stick with them. Obviously, some people will, but there will be still be this core support. At, at least that was a perception yeah. that he was left with. Obviously, you know, nobody knows what would actually really happen. Yeah. But that did leave a kind of um, a lasting kind of impression that we had a very polarized society that even if some something you value as a person and who you support mm-hmm. breaks a you know cardinal sin essentially yeah um, would they would still be justify them in any shape or form and and you know there were many indiscretions that you that were sort of accepted of, of such an individual yeah um, and that is one example but you could also go back to the other political discourse that happened during a scenario of the Brexit campaign. Yeah. Um, yes, social media played a role in all of this as well. It's a it's a means of dissemination of that. But the result of 
that campaign provided us with a very polarized society, not just on changing of views and stuff, but the idea that it became very um, two-sided, very polarized. Yeah. And, you know, obviously some things weren't discussed even in people's homes, for example. Yeah. You had a situation where you just don't touch that topic. And it gets to that point when those things become so polarized that it's hard to bridge those things as well. And and, and social media has its own play upon that. And I think yeah. I'll leave you to sort of touch upon that side of things as well. I, well, I was going to say, I, I mean, before we actually go into that and, you know, what you said, I mean, it seems that some of those things that have been said today and have led to a more polarised society couldn't have been said in the past, you know, or could they have? I mean, maybe it just wasn't said, you know. And I know there was... Sometimes you even hear it in kind of like mainstream media where people have said, oh, you know, we're not allowed to say this kind of thing allowed in public. And then they say something just to justify something uh, that may be, I don't know, racist, maybe... Controversial. Controversial, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, it allows them, it gives them that freedom to then be able to then air that opinion without yeah. any, uh, you know, don't argue with me kind of attitude. This is how it is. And I'm saying yeah. it like how it is. Whereas maybe it's not. It's just like the loudest voice. Like if you look at the, the Trump example that you gave, um, you know, it, it, it was almost like, like you said, he could say get away with things that maybe couldn't have been said before or maybe people just too scared to say it before. Now that they're saying it we're kind of too scared to return the kind of say, hey, that's not allowed or, you know, it shouldn't be said. Yeah, I think there's an element of of that. You're absolutely right. And there's an element of people were, you know, how we've actually got to that point Mm -hmm. where a a politician or a candidate or a president, whatever, can say things that he believes and thinks Mm -hmm, and doesn't doesn't have the same uh, inhibitions, let's say, as other people would have had. You know, he may be expressing stuff that others wouldn't otherwise be able to do. And maybe that's what they saw the greatest thing about him was that he reflected some people's inner uh, concerns or views. And maybe they're, you know, it's it's things to do with migrants or mm-hmm. it's things to yeah, do with, um, you know, uh, you know how they, the taxation system, whatever that those things might be. So he was able to vent those kind of issues and concerns that others would otherwise be afraid to articulate. Mm-hmm. And, and that gave him the license to do that. And they gave him the support you know, the uh, endorsement in some respects to do that. But it goes back a little bit further than that because we can feel now that there's an element of suppressed um, inhibitions that people Mm -hmm. have now as well. But you can go further uh, back. But there's always been scenarios where you would have had extremities. I mean, you know, certain politics and and certain times you've always had extremities. You know, you would have had, we've had situations where um, you know, in Northern Ireland, I think it's probably a good example where you have of the orange men uh, mm. marches of the Protestant and the Catholic scenario as well, where you have those um, ideologies and, and religions as well as the political aspects of things, uh, the social aspects of things, all coming sometimes head to head. And that was a case, you know, not less of an issue now, but it was in many, and certainly in my younger days as in, in this country, you'd see that sort of division yeah. and you see the kind of antagonism that would go with that. Even though some of it wasn't about debate and discussion, it was a polarized society within that. And, and yeah, it's existed. It has existed. Now I think maybe it's, the expression of things is, is probably one thing that gets inhibited. And is that where social media has helped? Because, like I said, they, these opinions and have perhaps always existed, but there was never the platform for someone to be able to say it. And now, even the Trump, Trump example, the Brexit example, you know, social media had a large part to play in that. Absolutely, because yeah. then what you now have is 
the ability for people, not just the politicians themselves, but for people who support that politician, whichever side of the spectrum yeah, they're on, the, the to, to, uh, to air an opinion and for that opinion to become almost fact. Because, look, I've written and I've said it and then people, it gets endorsed with a like, you know, or something like that, or the number of followers also, the person has. Also, I mean, there's also other controversy around the whole idea of, you know, the, the involvement of agencies or businesses like Cambridge Analytics that comes yeah. into it, which, which is a form of kind of manipulation of that thing. So you already have an existing algorithm within that, that uh, environment, which you are sent down essentially like a rabbit hole mm-hmm. uh, scenario. Yeah. So the, the the typical thing of like a social media is something you don't essentially pay for. Yeah. But um, unless, of course, now you're having to pay for your blue tick, blue on, tick a, yeah. on a Twitter account. Yeah. But in, in essence, it was never something you really paid for. But in effect, you're the product yeah. on this thing. And the, the goal is actually to actually keep you engaged. The, the issue of engagement, what doesn't happen in this there there is an idea of engagement as in like passive engagement between passive engagement and um engagement which you're you're somewhat shocked or antagonized or uh, inflamed or about so in other words you are encouraged to be um provoked into into sort of exploring issues and and driving and so forth so and it doesn't have to be you know that social media doesn't necessarily have to endorse something which is truthful or whatever right so mm information come out it doesn't have to be truth of the social media sort of platforms are not there to vet something which is truth or untruth and they can do to some extent i guess but that's happened where there's some things that be removed but in reality is, is that they're not um custodians of of what is what is right and what's truth and what is correct mm-hmm. they will pump out what is actually they believe somebody will will want take an interest in yeah and if that person plays to somebody's fears or concerns or worries etc or, or that starts to then start to reinforce their kind of belief structure you know there's a typical example where some people can go from um just concerns about how they look on social media yeah to, to you know Things around race to anorexia to 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 sort of like you know suicide or self harm and so forth. Yeah. Those those that's a kind of a typical kind of path. Sometimes people can be led down on social media, and, and that's an example of how you can go down a rabbit hole yeah. um, issue. And the same applies for political ideologies as well. In that um, social media has that algorithm in there, and it, it's seldom that it can can control that. And then and there only that when somebody is on that it, it is has you know is is listening to that kind of, or reading that kind of um opinion on uh, social media that's all they're going to see they don't get an opposing opinion you know the algorithms aren't such that they'll see opposing opinions that may challenge their thinking what happens is it just enforces their beliefs so they'll have a belief about a certain race religion um political spectrum whatever it is Okay, and then once it's liked or it starts trending or something, they'll see more of that. Something Same that supports thing, yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What they won't get is a, an opinion that which they could challenge. They may get it in their comments. Yeah. They may see something in their comments, but that's never at the forefront. At the forefront is, um, you know, something they they believe in. Most of what, you know, the comments I'll get are people who endorse them. And you know, yeah. So them. so what what if what the root cause of we we believe for example where we assume for example that somebody's information that's been provided through these networks or any yeah. kind of information channel is purely especially if something's provocative or interesting on that side it gets understanding that that is something that is 
it's simply just information that somebody's absorbing and, and digesting and moving on from that. The reality it isn't. It becomes those concepts start to become form people's part of their belief structure, their ide- essentially their identity, right? Yeah. So once that starts to get ingrained and that that's when when we go back onto this whole issue of a debate and a discussion on it, yeah. how how do you take somebody who's um, stuck in one particular belief structure um, and say to them, hang on a minute, that's not, yeah. I disagree with that, or yeah. I, I, that's probably not the right information you're getting, or, yeah. or maybe there's another perspective on it. Maybe it's not just black and white as you might see it. Yeah. So all of those kind of things are then harder for you to then um, debate and discuss around. I think that's one of the, the, the issues and challenges. You, so we were talking about something earlier on, which was around the side, the idea that, you know, it's easier for us to to go onto a committee and, and a discussion forum. And, and, you know, we have in our community a, a kind of concept of a shura, right? Yeah. So an idea of a, of a gathering where you can discuss um, different initiatives, for yeah. example, right? Yeah. The That's never a, a, in any way a kind of controversial thing because essentially you're coming from a concept of shared values shared beliefs yeah. and and all you're doing is discussing the how on something yeah. and the how to get to a a from a to b right and it's never a controversial issue because yeah. obviously you maybe also do it in the right manner well, it's a controlled it's a I mean, control. just just for the benefit of the listeners we're talking about um a, a forum yeah where policy can be discussed something that we've already so, got established within yeah. our community yeah. and um something um, that has been it's banned for a long time. It's an Islamic uh, way of uh, sort of yes. forming policies, um, and um, so just yeah. If you want to continue from there, so I just want yeah. To... So it, it was just a case of understanding the point is that that those there are those kind of areas where you debate and discuss things. Yeah. That generally speaking, you can get to a consensus because you're never challenging the fundamental belief structure or ideology of somebody, yeah. right? So in essence, that's one of the, the kind of key differences. So when it comes to debate and discussions, everyone has those and most of the time, right? They have those debate and discussions and stuff. But the challenge of our society at this moment in time is when you're having to discuss things which are more, maybe core to somebody's belief and ideology, right? Yeah. And typically, we'll, you know, you used to have this old saying, you know, never discuss religion, politics, and, and sex, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Whatever, right? So yeah. those are the kind of kind of overall rules because the concept of those things is that they create conflict and uncomfortableness for people. Yeah. So just don't discuss them, right? So, so that, isn't that a good thing? I mean, isn't it then, I mean, just I'm sort of playing it from the other side. Yeah. Isn't it then good that we're able to now, maybe through social media or, or maybe because of social media or because of the internet, sort of have a counter-narrative that... Um, that um, challenges established yeah. thinking. Right. So there, there is that advantage that, let's say, yeah. in social media, you can Which say... Which is where Trump was coming from. Yeah. He was saying, you know, th- this is the establishment and I'm challenging it. And that's why he was so loud and so popular. And that's where he became popular. I don't know. Is it? Is, is, I mean, the, the argument... I'm of, not saying that I, I agree say, with him, but I'm just saying maybe that's where, yeah, that's where he's gaining his strength from. Yeah, it's it's a populist view, right? So, yeah. But you, the issue might well be is that you can say something... Uh, about almost any subject, you know, whether it's something controversial like abortion, for example, mm-hmm. you can you can talk about that on social media, and there are a lot of platforms that create anonymity, right? And there and some 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 controversies are created, you know, deliberately by even bots, for example, not even yeah. real human beings, right? Or or bots actually reinforce those things, right? So yeah. you sometimes you're not necessarily even dealing with human beings. Sometimes it's yeah. it's the overall background of these things is to create that controversy or somebody behind those bots is trying to encourage that debate and that controversy and the the argument here is you've now given people who were 
previously. You know, we talked about Trump being a, a vessel for people to to see their opinions being aired, right? Yeah. So they, you know, hang on, somebody here saying something I believe in, or, or yeah. I think I think like that. I agree with it. Nothing wrong with it. That makes logical sense, right? Yeah. Here at social media, you've got this platform where, hang on, anybody can say that, and yeah. there's no repercussions, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, he, there's a Trump kind of character who can take that on the chin. He can hit back with it, whatever. Now you've got a platform where anybody on there can 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 say without little or no repercussions, unless of course yeah. those people are, you know, somewhat well known or or yeah. they've they're, they've they're endorsed in some respect. They're they're clearly an individual that, that can be can be identified, right? Most people on the whole can't. So you get a lot of people that can um, communicate on there without necessarily having the repercussions. There are those who are are there with a reputation, mm-hmm. and if those people choose to say something, then that's that then becomes. Um, an issue for them as well. So then debating can be either stuck in a quagmire, as they say, or, yeah. or stifled in some respects. Yeah. So, and, and there is an issue that comes beyond that as well in terms of, we might call about cancel culture as well, and that comes into the play of things as well. Well, I suppose that's what's happening, you know, there's, it's led to certain consequences. You know, this kind of debating, this kind of, you know, loud opinions... Um, because it, it's it's kind of spread out from it's gone out from social media into like the mainstream media, where now you have certain you know channels you know uh, networks, um, who are based solely on the idea that we're saying what we, I mean I remember even seeing um, for like a popular uh, talk show, um, radio sh- uh, talk show um, that a host uh, where his strapline on the side of the bus was. You may not agree with him, but he says it and you have to hear him. It was just something like that, you yes. know, and he was very popular. He's the kind of guy who will be outspoken. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think we know who you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and, and that, that was the stra- I can't remember the strap line exactly, yeah. uh, but it was something along those lines of, yeah. you know, you may not agree with him, but this is what he says and yeah. you, you, you have to listen to him kind of yeah. thing. Um, and and this, is, this is the thing. It, it was interesting that I found that it said, you know, you may not agree with him, but he's going to say it. Well, if you... You know, if you don't agree with him, surely, you know, he's got to listen to you because then you find that when you go to these radio stations, they quickly switch off to the people who disagree with them. You know, they'll say, oh, you're just talking rubbish because I'm the one in control. I'm the one who's talking. And then, you know, and, you know, this kind of, you know, talk show it doesn't generate debate. It doesn't generate any kind of meaningful discussion. It's just someone behind a desk shouting at anyone no, who, who disapproves of what they say. I would argue a little bit slightly different. I think the one thing I think... There are people who listen to those individuals on one level, on the even though they have different ideologies or a different belief structure to that, and in some cases, some people's uh, or they're indifferent to it. Uh, they yeah. start off indifferent to sort of things like this, but what they like about that is the how does that discussion go? How does it maneuver? How does it change? Yeah. Or even, I mean, let's take for example, we bring this issue back to. Um, our our own religion, for example, on one yeah. level, for example, we, you know, we're Muslims, uh, we're Ahmadi Muslims and stuff, but we debate and dis- have discussions on our religion. So we also face sometimes uh, a lot of accusations, a lot of controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody might say something which might be um, offensive. offensive, or they might question something in our religion, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, if 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 we get sort of uh, accusations come to 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 our about our religion whatever, of course you know we're intrigued by that to a little extent, mm-hmm. and that intrigues elements to say well hang on let me understand what's going on here, and and 
to some extent, you know, when you when you debate religion or faith or whatever, mm-hmm. you want to actually go back sometimes. Um, and if somebody's giving you a counter argument, you want to go back and, and understand it better, right? Yeah. And research it. And sometimes that, that is a good thing because then your faith becomes stronger because yeah. you say, hey, I understand that bit better. I understand better. Yeah. I understand what was going on at that time. It makes more sense to me now. My yeah. faith is stronger. But you have to have that inquisition, uh, inquiring mind yeah. to do that, to make that change. The difference here is in some cases where you have those kind of shock jock kind of idea, yeah. concept. Yeah, shock jock. Is that word, yeah. people won't necessarily always go and um, fi- fact find. Yeah. They, they might just start to absorb it. Yeah. And sometimes it's all in the background. They absorb it. They're, they're doing other things. They're washing the dishes. Yeah. Something and they absorb that in. And, and it then starts to be part of their belief structure. They won't challenge it necessarily. Or if they're provoked by it, they like that because it's a stimulus, right? Provocation yeah. is a stimulus as well. So that's why I don't think people always switch off. I mean, think of yourself sometimes. There were a lot of people that watched um, Donald Trump, not necessarily because they were supporting him, but because he was entertainment or because they they thought he might say something provocative and interesting that yeah. you know they could take away from that. Um, so media media gave him a lot of uh, airtime, yeah. uh, and and he utilised that. That was one of the the key kind of things. It's, it's the airtime that comes with it, yeah. with controversy that makes them, you know, feel much more. Is um, it just entertainment then? Because I think, it seems to, I think you know people are being entertained by this you know guy, and then suddenly it kind of feeds into you know this idea that hey, this is what I've always thought, but maybe they didn't. You know, yeah. it's just they're just being influenced. By someone who's quite entertaining, yeah, you know, uh, because you know, um, and it's easy to then kind of spread a false narrative. Yes, it's it's possible to do that. So, you know, you you win somebody over on one or two arguments, and effectively, you could obviously um, you would start to believe and accept other people's yeah. uh, other arguments and cases that being put forward. Yeah. Almost, it's, it's it's kind of this idea that if you believe one thing, you believe the other, the next, yeah, and. That reinforces the issue, so that you know you don't question after after a few things, right? So yeah. That always will happen, I think. In some respects. But it's almost, almost almost like they're trying to stop the debate. You know, the buck stops with me and with what I'm saying. So you know, this is where that false narrative becomes huge, and like then suddenly you get misinformation, yeah. and then uh, certain, especially when it comes to uh, perhaps religion or you know some certain political belief. The more moderate, what I think is the more moderate voices on something that suddenly becomes stifled because the loud voices are saying well this is what I'm saying this yeah. is what I mean whereas the moderate voices well you know need to be maybe be louder maybe we need to learn from the aggressive you know person this is although I will, I'll come back to something that in a second yeah. but it's almost like the someone like you know the shock jock the, um, the, the, the media person who's you know got this opinion this strong opinion says you know you know this is what I say and you know this there's no debating it and then they don't allow for that debate to happen and this is where you get that spread of misinformation I think there's another interesting part of it when you when you talk about moderate voices one thing that comes to mind obviously is, is that when we've had moments in our history or, or recent times when you've had extreme extreme Islam sort of um, doing acts of, sort of violence or so, mm-hmm. so forth and it's it's I think we've always found that w- the media would always ask where's you know the voice of the moderates or why aren't the moderates speaking up or uh, yeah. things. and it's I know that the Ambedi Muslim community has been very uh, sort of forward in terms of trying to get the right kind of message out yeah. on on you know its views on on peace and respect yeah. and so forth. Those that doesn't always um, because it's not controversial. Yeah. We know we know that 
it won't make the news. Yeah. It won't make the the. Uh, it won't be part of any real serious debates because yeah. debates even on talk shows rely on the, those ex- two extremes. Seems that like they, they they rely on, on black and white answers. Or extremities, extremities and, yeah. and and they they like that idea of you know the, the, you'll always find the best kind of the most controversial panel shows are those people who will have uh, two diverse extreme opinions of things, yeah. and they're set in their ways, and they will you know attack each other, and yeah. and you know the 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 moderator or the facilitator of that or the interviewer or whatever is is enjoying that process of trying to play the you know the the guy in the middle to or a woman in the middle to try and yeah. elite, to, to facilitate that or or to moderate it and yeah. they look good in that yeah. regards but what they're not really doing is is creating um you know building bridges they're just yeah, yeah. enjoying that process of of well, not I, finding I'd say it's the opposite I'd say they 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 they're causing a bigger division and it's delib- it's almost deliberate that, yeah, that the whole point of doing that is to create a division of them and us, you know, uh, scenario by, you know, I'm right, they're wrong. And, you know, there is no kind of middle ground. Whereas, you know, when you're having a debate, when you can have a debate is to allow that moderate voice to be able to challenge your thinking. You know, the, yeah. um, you know, we know that uh, as within Islam, you know, one of the things is if you read through the Quran, it always challenges you to challenge the thinking that's been put in front of you yeah it says this is you know god has said in those in those words that these are my words this is a, a book and there's no you know it says openly there's no book like it if you want to challenge it then challenge yeah. it and it asks us the reader to not blindly follow but to question it as well to go out and doing research yeah. you'll find that many of the early scholars of islam in just kind of the golden age of islam were 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 challenging their own beliefs by going out to find out what's been said in the Quran and became scientific pioneers as a result of yeah. it. So, you know, it, it, you know that kind of debate is not being asked. So when someone says, this is my belief and don't ask me questions about it, it's almost like, well, okay, that's, 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 he must be right. Whereas it's the Islamic concept has always been, this is my belief. If you have a counter it, then let's challenge, then challenge it. Feel free to challenge it. Yeah. But, you know, you better be good. I think that goes back to this idea of even in our society how we um, deal with experts, for example. And, <laughs> yeah. and the argument, argument was always been, um, you know, I think the well, Brexit yeah. debate created that scenario of um, this idea of undermining the experts, whatever, right? Yeah. That's the problem with, with the whole thing is that the experts are, um, you know, are, are just misleading people, whatever. So I think yeah. the, uh, there was a poo-pooing of, of how expert opinion comes into things. and. Yeah. Yeah, at the same time... So it's uh, like, forget the experts. Forget the experts. This yeah. is what we want to do sort of thing. And what we might find here in this instance is that we there's a disregard or, 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 or of experts. Yeah. And experts are important because obviously the, the, your understanding of experts is, A, they've got no bias. In yeah. this, they've got no skin in the game, as you might say. Um, they're not... The paymasters are not any one particular view on this sort of stuff. Yeah. And, and hopefully that they are... of. of Credibility and integrity yeah. to be able to to put something forward that that, that has value to it. So, yeah. it, it's it's if that those things still exist with experts, then the expert advice should you know is is key part of the process of taking a, a discussion and a, a thing. But obviously, an expert view has to be taken and challenged in some respects because oh, yeah, it's should, only one particular. One it's it's almost like saying forget the experts. Don't, don't even you know don't yeah. even go to the experts. I mean. You know, we've got people. It's almost the opposite. It's almost like it's turned itself on its head. Where we've got people with no integrity and no kind of uh, 
background, such as, you know, um, I mean, remember when Katie Hopkins, I'm not sure how popular she is now, but at the time, there was a time when she was became quite popular. And this yeah. is a person who was, you know, on The Apprentice, yeah. who won The Apprentice. Uh, oh, no, she didn't win, actually. She came to the final. She came close yeah. or something. Yeah. And, you know, she was outspoken in that program. I, I, I don't remember actually her being in it. Uh, but she was, you know, quite loud there. And then managed to get her own shows to the point where now she's um, spreading, you know, almost hateful narratives. Um, Allegedly. In, but, you know, it, it's almost, but it, it's like, it's like, oh, don't challenge it. I mean, it may be her opinion. Yeah. But surely you should be, you should be allowed to challenge it. And it's my point being that she's not an expert. Yeah, but she's but also she's entitled. Got, she she's would argue that she's like the loudest voice wins. No, but she's also entitled to her opinion. You might argue that point. Mm-hmm. The question here is, is that whether that person, you know, you can choose this idea of whether you want to get into debate with her and how you get into a debate with somebody like that. This is the point, you know, it's that do you do you let some things you can walk away from and, and yeah. let that person and ignore that, that statement mm-hmm. and not give it the, the time of day if you feel it's not right. The yeah. other scenario is that you can... You can get into a debate. The The question here is also is about how you get into a debate with somebody yeah. uh, and on something that you disagree with or is controversial. Yeah. And this is the kind of cru- crux of it all is about do you, you know, you can listen to it. You can be respectful about it. You can. And listening is part of that process, you know, in terms of listening and understanding uh, people's points of view. And I, I, I go back to I think this idea of listening is really interesting because I thought. There's um, the life of the Holy Prophet, peace be upon him. He used to have this uh, follow that sort of the um, view of of the tribes in uh, the nomadic kind of tribes, and they used to have this view that uh, the 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 tribe uh, leads leads the the chief in terms of the idea that the tribe will guide the chief yeah. into what they do. And, and one of the things that comes out of that is that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to have um, a lot of consultation going on and and the consultation with people even if those those issues were became quite impassioned mm-hmm. um, with people he would still go through those things with people and so he was listening to that side of stuff but he also at the same time was using it as a way of people bringing people on board now why the, that sounds ordinary and uh, and a nice thing to do and everything else but remember if you got come think about this this is yeah. this is a profit Right, so prophet generally is you somebody who's guided and and you know is praise can praise to make good decisions, but yeah. he will still go through that process of consultation with with you know leaders in yeah. the, in, in the tribe and the community, whatever. Yeah. And that idea is very key to the whole idea of how you debate and discuss because that's part of a listening, and it's also part of people um, that can only come on board on something and and get direction and commonality if they've had their say if they've aired those issues and stuff so that's one of the, the the kind of key drivers i think to understanding how you take things forward with this thing and the other kind of idea is that sometimes you know we can believe that what we're believing is you know it becomes ingrained into our I- identity and identity can be where we don't want that to be challenged mm-hmm. in any shape or form or ridiculed in any way shape or form but there are other scenarios that people can say that you know you've got to have you've got to you you may think of those things as assumptions that you have and you you have to make sure that you want to va- validate them and to to make sure that they're absolutely correct yeah but that can happen when you know if you you take the approach that you know that your mind can change you know you can be influenced you are not always going to be this this you know there are shades of gray right yeah there are and you've got to accept sometimes that things can change in your your mindset 
but at the same time, some belief structures are you want to stay firm with. And I think yeah. one example that comes to mind with me on this idea is is um, our current Khalifa, um, yeah. who was given, who gave um, some some ladies in uh, Germany the opportunity to have a virtual meeting with him and. He was asked a question by um, a convert to the Ahmadiyya Muslim community, mm-hmm. and she was a, a, a woman with a, with a Sikh background. So she came from a Sikh community, and obviously, um, her family had opposed mm-hmm. her conversion. And she asked about, you know, the, and especially about the wearing of the headscarf and, and the practices of Islam. Yeah. Uh, so she sought some sort of guidance from uh, the Khalifa. Um, and Hazrat Mizra Masur Ahmed, who was who's the Khalifa, you know, he made something really interesting as a statement. I th- think this is really quite quite interesting. Yep. And, he saw, and it seems very simple at the same time. He said, tell your family that as long as my religion is concerned, I will practice my religion since I have accepted Islam as a true religion. Yeah. But never try to argue or quarrel with them or fight with them in any way. You should treat with due respect, especially to your parents, and be polite to your siblings as well. Yeah. But never leave the teachings of Islam. So keep practicing Islam, Islamic teaching and pray to Allah, the Almighty, that may he change their minds and hearts. So, sh- okay, this is an interesting statement for me in, in the, on a number of levels because firstly, it's about something you've accepted as your identity, your belief structure. You're going to stay firm to that, yeah. right? You stay firm to your belief structure, but when you comes to somebody who's going to have controversy with you, your own parents and family, whatever, you you're expected to be respectful yeah. and polite, and you're you're expected to give, never get into a um, you know kind of heated debate or, or argument with yeah. them. That's you know you have to have love for them, irrespective of that scenario. Yeah. And at the same time, you know the other argument of this s- stuff is that you use prayer. Uh, as a way of of changing hearts and minds, right? Yeah. So, and, and and that principle in itself is a really strong guiding principle on dealing with kind of conflict, right? Yeah. So conflict is always going to be around something you're yeah. firm in. Another party is firm in their their concept. There's going to be a a conflict at that point. If if two conflicting ideologies come together, there's going to be conflict. And yeah. that's so the key kind of aspect of that is obviously about being that respectful process. Yeah. Part of the idea of being respectful is also to listen and to, to to hear them out and so forth as well. So, and then use prayer as your guiding principle to change hearts and minds, because reality is sometimes your own words and so forth won't necessarily achieve that. Certainly on yeah. some things that you're firm with, but it's also this idea of humbleness that comes through it as well. Yeah. That you know you need that hum- humility yeah. at the end of the day to be able to to lead for- to go forward with it, and. Humility comes across as an interesting thing. It doesn't, when you're humble in this particular area of when you're putting an argument across or a case across, it would always mean to the other person that you're not arrogant. You don't look down on them. Well, that's that's an important point. I mean, um, you know, we're we're told, you know, quite blatantly um, not to be arrogant and uh, do not be uh, like someone someone who both actually said in in, uh, chapter 31 of the Holy Quran, verse 18. Uh, and it says, "Turn not thy cheek away from men in pride, nor walk the earth haughtily. Surely Allah loves not an arrogant boaster." Uh, so you know it kind of clearly states, "Don't be that person who boasts. Don't be arrogant." 
Yeah. Um, and um, and another um, interesting verse I found when sort of engaging yeah. in conversation, which we can take a listen from. And this comes down to, uh, you know, you know, you have to have a strong belief in God. You have to have faith in God. And it helps you engage in discussion in a meaningful yeah. way, in a respectful way and a humble way. Uh, and that, that's from uh, chapter 28, verse 55. And it says, when they hear vain talk, then turn away from him and say unto us our works and unto you your works. Uh, peace be unto you. We seek not the ignorant. So, you know, turn away respectfully from ignorant thought. Yeah. But then at the same time, um, you know, uh, I think the idea we seek not the ignorant sounds a bit of a kind of put that, isn't it? So it's an interesting way of phrasing the. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, yeah I mean, it's an interesting put down, I guess. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, it is saying turn away from respect. It's not saying put them yeah, down. It's like turn away from It's asking you to back, back off, off from it. Yeah. Exactly. Because I think that there's a level where you, that's exactly the case also. There is a case when you need to be silent and stuff. Yeah. I think. Um, and if I could actually, uh, um, if you just hang on to that point, because. Um, the head of the uh, community, Hazrat you know, I remember, and I, it's just popped into my head, so I haven't actually got it in front of me. Uh, the, the set of diaries by um, uh, Abid Khan. Khan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's um, what, is he a press? He would he would be your he would press kind of like a press secretary. Press or secretary, or, yeah. yeah or, and he's very close to uh, the Khalifa. Yeah. Uh, in the he, UK. In the UK, yeah. And he does uh, does these does these diaries, and there was one which he we released. Uh, where he was asking uh, the head of our community, he was asking the Khalifa about being in discussion. And one of the advice that was given to him, similar to what you'd said, was, um, you know, stay away from the heated time. When you find yourself getting into a heated discussion, then, you know, kind of back off a little bit. Don't become the person... Yeah. don't become the person who you're arguing against don't become that person because yeah. they may say it to you and we've yeah. seen it on YouTube and you know uh, on TV and everything where somebody's discussing something and they become really loud and don't let the other person yeah. cut in and there's a fear of you doing that I th- that I don't know it somehow it also reminds me of um, a particular hadith which really comes to mind and, and I I find it one of the ones that I really enjoy uh, to, to understand is that there was um, an incident in the life of um, Hazrat Abu Bakr, who's, who was the the first uh, Khalifa um, yeah. that came after the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Uh, and during the life of the, the Prophet Muhammad, um, so Hazrat Abu Bakr had uh, was a close friend of the, the Prophet Muhammad. And we yeah. remember that he was a, from a childhood yeah, yeah. kind of friend. Yeah, yeah. Um, knew him well be, even before he was became a prophet. Um, and he he obviously stayed with him throughout that sort of time frame of how Islam sort of developed and grew. And obviously there was some time when um, there were administrative matters that were, that were going on. And there was an incident where Hazrat Abubakar was in dialogue with another person. This other person was getting continuously irate and, and annoyed and mm-hmm. antagonistic towards Hazrat Abubakar. You know, it was a, a verbally quite a, a loud um, antagonistic kind of conversation and, and he was being observed by the Prophet Muhammad Okay. and the Prophet Muhammad was observing him um, do this thing and, and then he, he was glancing over, this is how the was glancing over while this he was having this sort of onslaught of, of, of verbal yeah. from this other individual he was glancing over and he actually saw the Prophet Muhammad smile, right? And that okay. created a, a strange situation in Hazrat Abu Bakr's uh, mind because obviously he's 
he's being verbally abused on one hand mm -hmm. and there he's seeing his friend smiling at him yeah and that sort of triggered something in Hazrat that he retorted verbally back yeah. to this individual. So he retorted verbally back. And then the next thing he saw was the Holy Prophet not smile and then sort of walk away. Oh. Right. So this curiosity that came into the Hazrat and said, why did you smile at me when that happened? And um, he had obviously asked the Holy Prophet afterwards, peace be upon him, about what, why this was. And has, has the, the reply that the Holy Prophet peace, peace upon him gave him was that when I was observing you, you know, I could see two angels with you or angels with you on your side. And when you retorted back, they left. Oh. So that idea of, of was an interesting kind of aspect of things is because he was so pleased, the Prophet Muhammad, when he was smiling, he was actually being pleased yeah. in that how calm and um, you know in the manner that the the Hadza Dabubak was actually operating at that time and dealing mm. with that person's um, verbal onslaught and how he yeah. was being patient yeah. and calm and respectful as much as he could be but because he misunderstood the Holy Prophet's smile and why he was smiling that he must have felt that he needed to retort back yeah. that's what he should have done yeah. and obviously misread the whole situation yeah but at the same time he understood very clearly that that behavior was what was so delightful and in, in the eyes of the prophet muhammad that he could see those angels that that yeah. were you know beside him because obviously you know i think the whole idea of goodness yeah attracts that kind of thing so yeah. so that was one of the really interesting aspects of how you know when we deal with debate and discussions and yeah. and, and conflict essentially speaking yeah. How important that is to be calm, even in the face of the most. It's very difficult. Very it's difficult. Very diffi difficult. And it's something I have real difficulty with personally. Yeah. To stay calm and to stay calm, stay calm in a situation. Yeah. I remember with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know me. So you know, so it's one of those things where I've had to literally back off on what I'm going to say, because I know. I mean, maybe in the past when I was younger, a bit more fiery, it would have been different. But it's one of those situations where you know and you kind of think no I was right I've got to say this I have to say that but you know you've just given us a great example of where you know it takes a strong faith you know to like be able to, to, to be able to not to you know not you know re-engage that person in the same manner in which they engaged you yeah. you know and and uh, you know if, if I kind of go back to a, a, a chronic quote on that and it's um verse uh, uh sorry chapter 31 verses uh, uh 19 uh, to 20 and it says and turn not thy cheek away from men in pride nor walk in the worth walk in the earth haughtily surely not the arrogant boaster which i mentioned earlier and it says turn not thy cheek away from men in scorn and walk thou at moderate pace and lower thy voice uh very the most disagreeable of voices is the voice of of the ass so you know like the braying of a donkey you know yeah. this is like that something that allah hates so i think you know with the with that saying with the hadith that you just yeah. mentioned it's like it's almost like it's not what you've got to say but it's how you say it and you know if you're going to say something you know always keep that manner about you because the minute yeah. you re retort in a in an aggressive manner you know it's almost like you've lost the argument or it's not interesting anymore or at least not to people of faith yeah i agree i think you you also there was something about um ibn abi al dunya i think you mentioned or something um in there which is a Muslim can develop these attributes in himself only when he he keeps his 
tongue and control. Yeah, but being other than then, who there is no God, this earth is more deserving or longer prison than, than the tongue. Yes. So, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting kind of statement as well to, to have as well. Um, those who ru- are ruled by their tongue are pushed back. Yeah. And in the in the fields of life, they receive insults and disrepute. So yeah. it's an interesting statement about how, you know, if you're ruled by your, by your tongue and your words and stuff like that, it can be kind of quite, uh, you know... Uh, not necessarily seen as a positive aspect of things as no, well. No, I mean, we've seen that in history, haven't we? Where, you know, the best speakers aren't necessarily the best people. You know. Absolutely. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, and it's caused problems and it's, it's you know, it's, 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 it's raised, you know, tension. I remember actually, um, again, something just popped into my head. Um, I saw a documentary, this is years going back, years now, and it's on uh, Hitler, why he gained so much traction. Yeah. You know, in, in the years when, you know, when there was, you know, when he, some of the things he was saying was, Quite obviously, racist, wrong. It was anti-Semitic too. Like obviously, we know what came of that. But they were asking uh, at, at the time some people who were maybe not members of the Nazi Party. But why didn't you say anything back? You know, you know what he's saying is wrong because we just got carried away with it. Yeah. You know, we didn't even know what he was saying half the time. It's the way he said it. So yeah. they weren't even listening. So it, it's like, you know, it, it's how easily controllable. You know, this kind of loud arrogant people given the platform is able to be become there is an element that you raised there not so much on just this whole idea but the argument of how somebody is said as well and how people can be swayed yeah quite influenced and sometimes that can be done by who says this thing yeah and whether it's seen to be endorsed by others for example you know we can go back to this social media kind of thing in some respects if something is liked and endorsed quite heavily mm-hmm. by people then people get carried away with that and they can start to believe it. And similarly speaking, yeah. some you know, we talked about Trump earlier on in the process, but it's interesting also some of the most controversial things that he said that carried weight was also done in front of a large audience. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, being part of an audience and, and a large platform, you can get carried away with something. You can be swayed by, by those yeah. kind of arguments. If it's felt that you're following rather than necessarily, you know, carefully thinking about something. So... You can end up becoming a, a follower or something because yeah. you feel as though that's the way to go. I kind of, yeah, I kind of also think that that happens a lot in in, um, in politics as well. I think when I... Has have, that, but hasn't that always been the way of politics? You know, to like, I mean, when, you know, when you have that opinion, when you're talking like that, it's, you have to have that kind of strong opinion. You have to be almost arrogant. It, you know, I mean, it's like... I mean, within Islam, we don't do campaigning as such, yeah. I guess. We have, you know, elections and we have voting, uh, but we don't have campaigning as such. But hasn't the campaign always been about almost like a boxing promotion where you got to talk down the other person, yeah. you know? Well, I think there's there's that, but I felt one of the things that comes out of it is how, uh, what I notice in political discussions, especially when you know, you do come up to election times or mm-hmm. so forth when debates are happening and it's yeah. quite easy to have a, have a debate at those sort of particular times. You do notice that there are key kind of words and sound bites that start to come into people's vo- vocabulary. It's sometimes it might well be that this party is not good at in the economy or I don't trust that person's yeah. background. And, you know, and, and they're said in the same way. You have those conversations and two or three different people would say the words in the same way. They've absorbed this stuff in yeah. from whatever media source they have. And, and you just think how, you know, you, you've 
picked that up from somewhere. Yeah. You know, you picked it up from somewhere. Yeah. It's the same thing I've heard this way, this way, this way, this way. And you've they've just picked it up and they're just churning it out. And that kind of always has surprised me in terms of uh, how how that gets into people's um, psyche as well. Yeah. That 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 way of thinking or that that wording or so forth. And yeah. and it, it's how that then becomes part of their vocabulary or their argument. You know, that's that's and it and the way it's said. It's not just you know you can phrase something in different ways. Yeah. But when it's phrased in the very similar way, you realize that that those messages are getting into people's heads head and they're not really challenged it in a thorough way they've accepted it and they're, yeah. they're just churning it back out yeah. they're happy to 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 regurgitate that yeah so i've always found that really an interesting aspect of things when i debate with something is that how how did you get that thinking because it's the same words that come from somewhere else and being one of the things that surprises me yeah i mean i, I suppose it shouldn't surprise them i mean we, we are always influenced by you know what comes what happens around us by you know what we hear what we see um so in a way i suppose it's not so surprising but in order to control yourself and your thinking i think we need to come from a position of faith i don't see how because then we're led by people you know we're led by a person you know we've mentioned a few people on the show today uh who have had the loud voice and have influenced you know masses as a result of it um but you know, in order to have that kind of independence of thought, you yeah. know, because you, you'll all read a certain newspaper, you know, you, you, there's no blame on anyone here. We all have a particular a standpoint, a particular paper read, a particular uh, area that we follow or something like that. Yeah. And a particular belief. But in order to be moderate in that belief, you have to be almost humble. You mentioned it already in the show that, you know, you have to be humble in your own belief. You know, where, and, 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 and that, that has to come from somewhere. And I, I can't see it coming from because a, a particular person will always I'll have my opinions yeah. which you know might carry a strong bias towards something and then I could influence someone else and then that's, that's if they listen to me but if they have faith in God they'll be able to challenge her you know if something doesn't sound right if something isn't said right if we, we can actually t- look at how uh, you know we know uh, there's the sayings of the uh, uh, Holy Prophet peace be upon him uh, and there's authentic sayings and then there's loads of inauthentic ones ones that are not authentic which haven't come which can't be backed by any kind of original source and that process is probably too long to mention in the show now of finding an authentic source is a big process it has to really you know be strong but we can we, you know it's, it's almost like um if i say something you can believe it but then what's my source of saying it whereas if you have faith in god then, you know, you can almost challenge yourself. Okay, I'd like the guy he's saying, you know, it sounds good. But belief will bring make you more humble to that, yeah. that opinion. Yeah, belief does. I think one of the other challenges we have, though, thinking about it, with is this whole concept of the cancel culture kind of idea as well, is that, you know, what social media has given us this idea as well is that it's quite easily to, to shoot down somebody's viewpoint Mm-hmm. Um, by by labeling them yeah. with something. So, in other words, you can you can call somebody racist. You can call anti-Semitic. You yeah. can give them this label, that label, that will put them on the back foot to to defend their pos- position mm-hmm. rather than necessarily um, not defend it in some respect, but defend their reputation as opposed yeah. to their their position. So, this is really the the other kind of argument where um, we we're in a kind of scenario where. You know, there are some people like this. You can say, 
um, whether you agree with people's um, belief structure around or the total idea of, you know, Jordan Peterson, for example, is a very popular figure both online and, and so forth and, and has very controversial views and so forth, but not necessarily controversial in the bad way, but just different. Yeah. And they've challenged some of the status quos that we have out there and so forth. And and that's admirable in some respects. And and he obviously comes from a science point of view of science and so forth. And, and that's an interesting aspect of things. But what we find now is a scenario where it, it takes a lot in a character like that, for example, mm-hmm. to stand up to, to the kind of cancel culture that exists out yeah. there. Um, I'm not endorsing his viewpoints in any way, shape or form. Um, but I find that it's an interesting example of uh, somebody who has... has He's standing up to things who have been cancelled at the same time. And but don't they rely, doesn't somebody like that rely on that? I'm the person who's standing up to your... Where he may, he may not be saying anything good or sensible. Yeah. And, and, and it's almost, you know, downright rude sometimes. Okay. Uh, but it's almost like his whole strength is uh, is that, to say that, you know, I'm I'm saying it like it is. And it's, you know... You know, but that's not the right. I, thing. I would. That's not the right thing I, to say. I, I, I don't necessarily view it necessarily. I, I think he would come from a, a viewpoint. Yeah. Um, and I think he might. And I would say, would you could critique his views, right? And yeah. and he would be respectful of that in many ways. It's yeah. how you critique his views. Yeah. Perhaps that's the main thing. Someone like him would say, "Don't critique my views." He would say, "I'm saying it, and this is the truth." I, I don't think uh, they. I, I find that they, they don't like to. They're saying, "Don't challenge my opinion." That, that's a viewpoint of how you might perceive him. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, that the point really comes down to the idea is that um, he may well be somebody that you might see as somebody who's uh, somebody that's been, you know, been cancelled and, and other people out there are being cancelled, but the various views that they may have in, in across all kind of walks of, of life. And, and yeah. that kind of aspect of things is really where that's stifling the debate and the discussion to yeah. move people together yeah. along the way on, onto a, a path of, of commonality that we can have something that we have a shared a better view and a better opinion on things and a better view overall as society is better mm. better structured to go in the right direction together yeah. and, and that's really one of the challenges that we have at the moment is, is making sure that we don't stifle debate but we can actually bring people together and again moderate voices sometimes get lost in that, that discussion at this moment in time I mean we, we saw that in, um, I suppose, through Brexit, really. I think one of the criticisms of kind of the Remain side yeah. was that they weren't very vocal. You know, it was it was the Brexiteers who were very vocal. And, you know, and we know now, um, and probably knew then, that some of the stuff they were saying was lies. Yeah, uh, but... but, the, but and, a... and it's being challenged now. Uh, and we're going through hard times. People are saying that was a result of that. Um, yeah. But, you know you can almost blame the the moderate voices for not being loud enough not being like them well i think the other argument is is that you 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 can perceive something to be a change for the better mm-hmm. and you can have some change that says well that better isn't better it's worse yeah and anyone who describes that move as worse is seen as a doomsayer yeah yeah or a doom monger in any way. So, you know, you can you can as they were labeled as as a kind of Ramonas as such. Yeah, right? yeah. So y- you can be labeled yeah. negative because you see the backward step that you might be making as bad. Yeah. Therefore, you're not looking at the positive of it all. Yeah. And you've got to argue that the Brexiteers were very optimistic. 
yeah. very very optimistic about yeah. what the potential was yeah. and and weren't yeah, very clear so. clear with even if there is an upside that people can perceive it may obviously take some time and a lot of hardship mm-hmm. and if you were to actually fully explain the hardship you'd have to go through yeah to get to another result then i mean change pe- change is always hard we get that yeah, but it was almost but like, particularly hard in some respects so, yeah 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 so you have to accept that you know you have to be truthful with people on this and that's one of the other key guidelines is to be truthful what we what we say and being honest and truthful is, is kind of key, key to this i guess in, in many Absolutely. ways and you know one of the things again I, I mean i go back to you know we come from a position of faith and one of the strengths of that is we know that god is watching us and everything we do and everything we say and you know what we say you know has to be honest even if it's no matter what the argument is, no matter what the person might say against you, you know, keep your integrity, keep your honesty, be truthful. You know, don't, you know, and and if you're, if you're, I find, and you know, again, this, like I said, we've got, we're lucky that we, we, I feel that we're lucky that we've got that over us because it, it holds us back from, you know, being like some of the others in terms of just saying what we want for the sake of it to win points or whatever you know we're saying it because it's it's honest and it's true because if we don't then god is watching us and god knows at all times whether we're not being honest and then you know that in, in, in turn it can, can affect someone or affect people and so you know i mean we're coming to the end of the show now so um i don't know um you know i think you know was this a debate that we had you know was it fair i don't know but i don't know i didn't change my mind i didn't change my opinion of it yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you haven't changed my opinion okay you well go. you know maybe i need to try harder so um yeah if you have your opinions anyone listening has their opinions you can always tweet us at voice of islam uk uh, and please do check us out on www.voiceofislam.co.uk thank you Asif, for joining us and uh, thank you to everyone for listening Allah.